Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the crossword for the week of June 26th, 2017. This week on the show, we are remembering Hank Deutschendorf, who passed away at the age of 26. We're going to have a little bit of news, and then we have a special guest, Matt Provencal, on the show. He's going to introduce an interview that he did uh, with the Cross the Streams radio folks back with the Deutschendorf twins. It's going to be great, so stay tuned. It's going to be an excellent episode. News, then an interview, and remembering a fallen ghost. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. Do, 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 do. Oh. Somebody's actually singing. Somebody's TikTok actually too. singing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. <laughs> I may or may not have had an energy drink. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, hey, right in, everybody. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Hyperactivity Podcast. Uh, uh, no, hey, hey, welcome to the Interdimensional Cross Rip. Uh, yes, mm. we are here. We are live. We're on the air. Uh, we, we know that there's some news, some very sad news that we will be getting to, uh, here shortly. Um, yes, we, we are going to be talking about Henry Hank Deutschendorf, who, who passed away at the young age of 28, uh, later in the program. Um, and we have a special guest, Matt Provencal here to, uh, set up a, an archival clip from Cross the Streams Radio. And we're going to hear from Hank and his brother, uh, uh from a, an interview that they did several years ago. It's, it's going to be, uh... A, a, a very fun tribute to to him um but uh in the meantime chris i was thinking you know there were a few things that happened this week so yep. i thought we would sort of jump jump into some news we'll do like a kind of abridged version of the news then we'll bring in uh matt and we'll we'll get into talking about hank uh, and sort of celebrating his life um because it's it's very sad and it's also it's it's raised a lot of good awareness for um a, a few issues uh which is always a positive if there's anything to be pulled from this so um so yeah so let's let's launch into news because time is of the essence and then we'll uh, bring in matt and we'll talk about uh, hank deutschendorf Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. So it's uh it's fitting, Chris, that we start with well, actually two Ghostbusters 2 news items. Actually, if now that I look at the rundown, um, we got a couple, a couple of Ghostbusters two things happening here. Yes, twenty eight years later since the movie came out, and we are going to be talking about news for the second uh, film here. But uh, Ghostbusters two, the board game is shipping from Cryptozoic. Uh, yes, I got mine. It came uh, on Monday, which uh, was a, a very welcome surprise because I, I was expecting it on Wednesday. <laughs> And, you know, they, I think what they've done now is they set up the tracking thing so that everybody would be like, okay, I know it's on the way and I know when it's going to get here. And then they surprised everybody by uh, having it show up a few days early. Cause I've seen a lot of people got theirs like last week already. So, uh, yeah, that seemed- always makes people happy, especially coming off the last one where there was a lot of, shouldn't I have it by now? Yeah. Where is it? A little bit of uh, over promise, under deliver, un- under promise, over deliver, which is yeah. over promise, uh, under deliver, over, over promise, over promise. Well, both. It'd be over-promised and over-delivered. And over-delivered. Yeah, there we go. Under, under-promise. Under, and then you got to have a cut man. Under, no, over-promise is wrong. Under-promise. Pro, uh, under under-promise. Over-deliver. Over 
Oh, well, I'm glad there we, we got go. that sorted. Well, we're talking through it. We'll figure it out. But uh, the <laughs> See game... you next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you, you haven't gotten yours yet, right, Chris? I know it takes a little bit longer. I'm not getting uh, one. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. We forgot. Mm. I forgot. Um, have you seen photos of the uh, the boxes? Have you been More able than to? I'd like to. Oh, it's okay. quite beautiful. Getting some FOMO. Yeah. Uh, Slimer, like there's certain Slimer sets and all that. They, it, they're in their own little boxes, like with yeah. art, like Dan's art on it and all that. It looks beautiful. Yeah, uh, anybody really... who got it, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Not that I hate you. Congratulations, you got the thing. Also, aka, I, I uh, hate you. Uh, it's envy. They're beautiful. They they yeah. really are beautiful. And part of me really wishes I I managed to get it because uh, the box is the collector's box. Uh, the one that doesn't have the art on it is white in contrast yeah. to the first game, which was black. So I'm like. Damn, that would look really good. On it is. Show. It's very classy. It's very streamlined. Very. I mean, it's very the premium box that they sent out to the deluxe owners. It's all. I mean, I feel like what they did with the first game is they learned from a lot of the mistakes on that one. Like all of the pieces aren't. Uh, you don't have to punch them out of the cardboard this time. They've already pre-punched yeah. them for you, and uh, and then the you know the um, the additional packs that came <laughs> out to the Kickstarter supporters. They're in their own yeah. like clamshell plastic cases and. Yeah, I know that, and that, and that's beautiful. Um, uh, just recently, a friend introduced me to a third-party company called uh, Broken Token. Broken Token. And they make laser-cut uh, wood. Oh. Uh, uh, kits that are uh, made for particular games. Right. So yeah. he has uh, Terraforming Mars. Terraforming Mars is a beautiful game. Lots of pieces. And it's two problems: a lot of pieces and no real way to like storage sort and organize yeah. them in the box. And when you're playing, there's a lot of like player cards that have little markers all over the place, and it's one of those you know one cat hop up on the table or one sneeze, and everything's That's all over. All the place. Every, yeah. So you buy this kit thing. I think it's about fifty or sixty bucks, but it assembles the pieces assembled together. Uh, I mean, you've seen those those things you can buy where the slots just all, you know, everything's designed to snap together sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It does that in wood. So you get uh, not only a way to sort within the box, but also these extra ones that go over the player cards and have little cutouts for where the tokens would go so hmm. nothing slides right um, yeah. that's and that's a very long roundabout way of of me explaining there is a demand for these beautiful many pieced like games cases. to be yeah. to be organized so when they made all these extras for their kickstarter and then they put them out there and everything's in its own little box i'm like perfect because that's my one complaint with the first one the first one which i do have i went out and i bought little i went to the the japanese uh, dollar store mm-hmm. uh here and picked up a couple of little plastic cases, like, you know, just the general ones for sorting your, I don't know, your sewing bits yeah. or beads or yeah, whatever. Those little like Tupperware container things. Yeah. Those, yeah, yeah. I got a bunch of those because it was a good way to sort the figs and not have them kind of rolling all over the place sort of thing. So yeah, that they did this, like that's, that's what I mean. Like I saw somebody, they unpacked all their stuff and put it on display and I'm like, wow, that is just yeah, beautiful. Yeah, they've they've really they've outdone themselves, and I mean it's you're right. I feel like everything for the most part fits into the uh, deluxe box this time around. But uh, yeah, those those extras they kind of sit uh, on their own. But it's it's not like on the X Wing miniatures game where you've got to go buy the like 
fishing tackle box and put all of your pieces <laughs> into that. You know, it's yeah, it's, exactly. it's pretty streamlined. But so yeah, they've they've really done a great job. The minifigs look good. All of the pieces, like all of the ghosts, look great. All of the extreme Ghostbusters figures look really good. Yeah, kind of with the exception of like Kylie. Maybe it's just mine. Maybe I need to get in there and clean her up a little bit. But she's got like the cool, uh, like crazy uh, hair. But it completely yeah. covers her face, like uh, so you you can't really see. She kind of looks like Lydia Dietz with the veil in front of her. You can't really see right. her face. So I think I got a little excess plastic there. But turned into Violet from the Invincibles. Yes, yeah, exactly. Very like covering her eyes with her bangs, kind of thing. But um, so yeah, it's it's very cool. Uh, hopefully, if you have not gotten yours yet. Uh, it is on the way to you. And if you did not get in on the Kickstarter, uh, I do believe that they'll probably put these up for sale. So, Chris, if you're feeling feeling really left out, man, I bet you're going to have an opportunity here to pick one up <laughs> well, somewhere. Bra- breaking news. I, I, a couple of people mentioned they they might be uh, – uh, I might be able to get one, um, which would be quite awesome if I can manage to, to – to buy one it won't be the collectors i don't the think the deluxe one yeah that's a shame but i'll take it and you know what at the end of the day i was kind of prepared worst comes to worst that uh what we discovered with the first one i don't know maybe they got their numbers dialed in but in the first one um uh stuff was uh on sale on kickstarter then on sale through retailers that bought it and then I guess I don't know overstock or something a year and a half later. Uh, yeah, I don't know how hit, long it was ended up on like ThinkGeek. Yeah, I was gonna a, say a yeah, hit ThinkGeek and and a couple other websites if I remember correctly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, patience may do it. I may be able to get the base game one way or another, and I'm kind of prepared to uh, go back and uh, like I just couldn't afford it at the time it came out, and now I'm kind of like, no, I can't. It's not there, but I may go back. <laughs> look through the Kickstarter, look for the things that I really kind of like, yeah, I really wanted that extra. And then go check out eBay. Cause yeah, I try to pick the first those up. one too. Some of them ended up on eBay here and there sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, one way or another, one way or another, it will be mine. <laughs> it will be yours. Yeah. It's, uh, everybody it's, who got it, I hate you. You got one. I got one. You got yeah, I got one. Was it, and a, was it a, was it the collector's box? It's the, yeah, it's the collector's, the deluxe edition and yeah, but I didn't get any of the other add ons. So I didn't get that extra Slimer case. And, and again, yeah. I see that and I go, oh, I should have gotten that. And you there, that other person listening, they go, yeah, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody within the sound of my voice that got one, I hate you. Just throwing no, out the just, hate today. It's really beautiful. And the worst, the, I think what I'm angry about is part of me is like, it's Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. You know, I love Ghostbusters 2, but it's not the first Ghostbusters. If I miss it, who can, oh my God, that Slimer box is beautiful. I want that now. <laughs> like they just, they, they yeah. made me want the thing that I was trying to talk myself. You don't need it. You're fine. Well, and the Ghostbusters 2 stuff is so rare. I mean, the fact that Diamond Select is doing these action figures uh, for Ghostbusters 2 some years later, uh, I feel like that's that's just... Now we're just being spoiled. Like the fact that we're getting these uh, movie accurate Ghostbusters two figures. Uh, that's that's it's almost it's yeah. like where was this stuff in nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety <laughs> yeah. when we wanted it? But uh, hey, uh, small aside to last week's episode. Uh, remember, we were speculating about uh, the mention of RGB and what it meant figure wise. Oh yeah, right. Did you find some more on that? Yeah, it means mini mates. <laughs> oh, it was okay. They clarified. Maybe they yeah, they clarified. They realized their we, error. So, meh. oh well. Oh well. That nah, was fun while it lasted for the for the seven days between podcasts when I was none the wiser. I was like, oh, there's going to be RGB figures, and maybe they're going to look like the anime. Nope, 
Oh, well. Nope. Anywho. Uh, hey, so let's talk about another Ghostbusters 2 news item here. Uh, last week was the 28th anniversary of the film. Obviously, in two years here, 2019, we know that's going to be a big one with the uh, 30th and the 35th anniversaries of both of the original films. But uh, Ghost Core, they did a little bit of celebrating. This was very subdued. Uh, this was not another Ghostbusters Day celebration with a live stream and everything. Uh, they posted yeah. a great photo from what I can... I would imagine is probably Ivan's office or maybe Eric's office. One of the two uh, of one of the production binders from Ghostbusters two, which gave us a, a great glimpse at a few uh, storyboards and concept yeah. art and uh, very cool stuff. Uh, nothing that I hadn't seen before. I feel like I had seen pretty much all, maybe one of the, one or two of the storyboards might've been new. Uh, yeah. I hadn't seen the, they had a, a bit, where and by bit i mean literally like a visual bit gag that when the the brothers are starting to materialize in the courtroom everybody ends up with like static electricity hair <laughs> oh that's pretty funny everybody's Which hair is, sticking up on end yeah is both funny and you you know instantly why it got cut because that's a whole hassle visual gag to set <sighs> yeah, up that yeah as things got going they're like oh god you know what it's not worth the hassle. Is it worth the hassle? No, it's not no worth the hassle. that's yeah. You got to put all of the extras in fright wigs or have hair and makeup work on it or yeah. Also, I feel like that's kind of a remember. I don't remember where it came from, but Ivan Reitman at one point was talking about the tr- the 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 sort of trouble he had with Ghostbusters two was all of the ghost designs that were coming to him looked very real Ghostbusters. Like everything was kind of a little too cartoony. And he yeah. was trying to the, tr- reel the, that in a little bit. And the brothers are definitely that. At the same time, though, you have to go, but Ivan, in the exact same scene, you pulled a Three Stooges joke. So <laughs> yeah, they all stack around the corner. Yeah. I'm, it's kind of like, I don't know. Oh, all right, Ivan. No, yeah. it's your, it's your yeah, movie. exactly. It's okay. So maybe, yeah, maybe the, uh, the hair sticking up on end might have been a little too cartoony, but... Uh, it's, uh, it has to... N- it has to be a big punch of a joke. Like it has to hit above its weight class if you're going to do that sort of thing. As a throwaway, it's not quite as good. And this felt like more of a throwaway from what I saw in the thing. Yeah. So a good example would be in Spies Like Us when they come off the uh, the the centrifuge and the same oh, thing. Yeah. Like they actually, oh, yeah. they're all they're holding their faces and, and <laughs> but they, same deal. They had to get in there with the hairspray and just do their hair up, whipped back sort of thing. And that that was. Like that was a rock solid joke that what it did it wasn't really going anywhere as it wasn't gonna be lost in some action that was about to follow. It was it just stood on its own that it was it was the payoff to the whole yeah. centrifuge scene, whereas this was just kind of in the middle of it. You know, you didn't need it to sell everybody on the idea that they were electrical based because once they started throwing a couple of bolts around or and you saw they were in electrical chairs, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you very so. you got it very quickly and and plus the, if I remember right, the courtroom cl- clears out so fast that it probably would have been an editorial nightmare trying to get that shot in there and then have yeah. everybody run out the door. So yeah. Um, so. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, just a, a small anecdote. It was fun that they sort of marked that anniversary on on social media. 
Um, what about, oh, I was there too, the podcast that, uh, Chris, you had kind of... Finally! Yeah, you gave everybody the heads up that you knew something was coming that was Ghostbusters yes. related. We just didn't know when, where, who, what, when, why. Uh, so it turned out that it's Michael Ensign, uh, the proprietor, uh, maybe not the proprietor, but the... Uh, the manager of Manager the... of the Sedgwick Hotel. Uh, uh-huh. And so he he's on the I Was There Too podcast. I, I When I wrote the rundown, I was like, I haven't listened to it yet, but maybe Chris has. <laughs> but I, I did get a good half hour into it on my way home. And it's a great interview. It's, it's a really fantastic good. interview. Yeah. There's some stuff in there that I had no idea, like which is all I ever want out of out of interviews with Ghostbusters uh, actors and stuff is, tell me something I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that. Excellent. Oh, man. And I mean... Uh, and I, I, unfortunately I don't have the interviewer's name, uh, cause they're filling in for the regular host. Uh, but Mark, Mark McConville. Oh, Mark McConville. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. He, he's a wonderful interviewer because he, he asks those kind of nitpicky questions that you go, Oh, you know what? I've never really wondered about that. That's a great question. Yeah. Like, no, really, uh, good, really good interview. I'm trying to think of the, Oh, uh, when they're walking through the hall, when, when the ghostbusters first come through the door and they, they meet Michael Ensign's character, uh, yeah. He talks about the, the story that we've heard about the timing and flubbing it because of all of the ad-libbing. That story's in there. But then the interviewer, Mark, uh, says, so wait, so you walk them to the ballroom, and then there's sort of an abrupt cut between that and them getting to the elevator. Was there more there? Did you guys record more dialogue? Is there a deleted scene? Is there some sort of a handoff? And I thought, oh, oh, God, yeah, I've just kind of always accepted that time yeah. jump and yep. never thought I never gave it a second thought. Um, yeah. He, he walks them in and there's no, well, okay, I'll check on you later. Here's the <laughs> yeah. elevator. No, they're like, just go on up to the 13th floor. Like, no, that never happens. So, which um, is, uh, he even kind of semi explains, uh, Ivan was very grumpy because everything was running <laughs> behind. Uh, they only had, uh, until, the wee hours of the morning, at which point they had to get the heck out of the way because people would be waking up and going about their business. So everything was shot dead of night, which was uh, also kind of fun to, to, to know. And what was amazing was uh, to find out that, well, here, here here's the thing. We have to, they speculated because he couldn't remember. Uh, basically, he tells this story about they come in. He's doing his lines exactly, but they're ad-libbing. Um, right. Yeah. And because they're ad libbing, he's not prepared to to get his stuff in there. Like he can't kind of he doesn't quite know how to roll with it, which is not his fault. He's hired as an actor to read the lines and do whatever. Some can roll with it, some can't, whatever. He wasn't he wasn't quite prepared for that. So some it wasn't working a lot. Ivan's already in a bad mood and it's you know, it's flubbing over and over. And he comes up and he starts chewing out uh, <laughs> you know, Mr. Ensign. Yeah. To which to which, to their credit, whomever it is, he couldn't remember whether it was Dan or uh, Bill Murray, uh, one of them interceded on his behalf and said told Ivan to relax, you know, ease off him. It's not his fault. We're the ones who are messing around. So I thought that was really, really cool that they knew they were, you know, they, they knew they could push uh, Ivan's buttons, but <laughs> they weren't going to leave uh, Michael Ensign hanging uh, for, their, for their transgression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's and it's also it's great because you do get a lot of background on on Michael Ensign, which I had no idea. Uh, he does talk about his his uh, time studying uh, acting abroad in England. Yep. And it's it's a very great conversation. So 
go go check that one out. It's definitely worth listening to. I, I can't wait to listen to the second half of it. I've got another half hour to go. So Oh shoot. Did I spoil it for you? No, no, no. No, that was in okay. part of what I had already listened to. Part so that's, that's totally fine. Yeah. I'm betting it was Bill. I I would imagine it was probably Bill. Because I, I don't see Dan saying like, hey, Ivan, back off. I see Bill saying like, come on, man, back off. That's That seems like him. Bill seems like the guy that has adopted, it, for a guy who's always going to mess around it, uh, with his lines, he he's well, uh, well-versed at the whole, uh, uh, you know, uh, What's the the saying about asking forgiveness later? Oh um, yeah, uh, it's better to ask forgiveness later than to ask permission or something like permission that. Permission or something easier. like that. So, yeah. so he seems like a guy that has been through this more than than once. Is well aware that he's the one who's doing it entirely different every time. Is more than able to spot that uh, Michael was kind of struggling with it, and then when <laughs> Ivan, who's in a bad mood, tears in on the low man on the totem pole, steps in and goes, "Dude, it's me, right? Like, come on, we yeah. all know." It's me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, everybody, it was really well worth it. I, I, I'm not even sure I'm done. I think I've got about ten minutes left in it, but I got through. They're into his other movies now. Oh, okay, and yeah. He's, he's been all over the, like Titanic. He's got some amazing stuff about Titanic. Oh man, yeah, I can't wait for that. It's. Um, I, I felt a little bad for him the way that like about fifteen twenty minutes in, Mark says, uh, "Well, let's fast forward to Ghostbusters." That's what you're here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Michael Inson says something to the effect of like, uh, well, yeah, you can cut everything out up until this point. Um, but yeah, he was, it was, it was funny cause he was kind of joking with him going, this is what we, <laughs> like you, you knew coming in, this is where we were going to go. But it was funny. He did let him cover his early days. It was really fascinating stuff. The Ghostbusters stuff was really great. The Titanic stuff is almost the same length of time. Like they get into a lot of good stuff there. And the last I heard, they were touching on uh, Superman. Oh. Superman was shot over uh, over in England. God, I forgot that he was even in Superman. So he's in Superman. Oh, how uh, funny. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's forthcoming on what I'm to listen to. So that'll be, that'll yeah. be good. Yeah. It's good. It's well worth it. Uh, Mark McConville uh, and Matt Gorley, the guy who runs it normally, uh, they're partners in a whole bunch of things. Uh, Super Ego Podcast, which if you haven't listened to, I highly recommend. It's a kind of a improv. It's an edited improv comedy show. So they have some ideas and they they just sort of improv it out, and then somebody oh, nice. goes in and edits it down. So it takes out all kind of the 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 fluff and filler and all that, and makes a really tight comedy bit out of an idea and all that. There's uh, that kind of came to an end. But there's like three or four seasons that you can still listen to online, and the two of them do another one. What's it called? Pistol Shrimps Radio. Oh. <laughs> I, found, I found out that the actors, uh, like all these uh, actors, improvers, industry people in L.A., have an intramural basketball, uh, and uh, Matt's now wife uh, is on one of those teams, and they, uh, the two of them go... And they cut. They know nothing about basketball, but they sportscast every game she has. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Which is amazing. And <laughs> I forget what it's called, but it got turned into a documentary of all things uh, a couple of years ago when uh, Ghost Heads was going to Tribeca. This Pistol Shrimps uh, documentary about the basketball team was going uh, was there as well. So, oh man. Anyways, 
but anybody who's like i'm looking for another podcast to listen to uh, yeah those I are some good recommends wanna, right there i don't i don't want to derail the ghostbusters podcast here but uh they're really good uh, super ego in particular because there's quite a bit of pop culture stuff in there or ideas that are kind of simpatico with ghostbusters like they have a whole bit where a guy's on a train and just weird characters uh are coming through uh including uh a a little boy like uh basically offhand talks about dying in the victorian era to which the guy's like what did you say nothing and then another guy comes in later and says did you see that little boy yeah he said he was a ghost and it's like uh, and they're like uh he said he was a victorian ghost oh don't listen to him yeah i thought he was just pulling my leg he's edwardian it's like what no it's just it's and it just rolls on and on uh paul f Tompkins is in it oh nice uh, yeah and oswald guests a lot of guests of like yeah names, great improv guys you yeah know. Really solid stuff. So, anyways, um, I'm just excited because I was waiting for this podcast for so long, and it turned out to be Michael Ensign, and who he dropped some. I got I got notes. I got notes out of it. Hooray! New yeah. information. So that's awesome. And and he's somebody that you rarely hear from. So that's that's also good. So uh, go exactly. check it out. I was there too. It's it's up on the uh, the iTunes, uh, and it's an Earwolf show, so it's out there and readily available uh, uh, to the masses. Yep. Uh, okay, so we've got two quick uh, items. I'm just going to rapid fire them here. Don't forget that Ghostbusters 101 number four hit stands this Wednesday. Go we pick think. it up. You got to do it. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. We think. I don't know. <laughs> Diamond has been a little flaky lately. It could be. Could it's be coming been, out Wednesday. It's uh, been pretty good with most of the previous ones, except for yeah, the first except one. For the, so. was, except for issue one was the one that had the most trouble. So issue four <laughs> it's, seems. It's pretty, pretty good. good with, it's been pretty good with two out of three. Come on. <laughs> two out of three ain't so, bad. Yeah. So uh, really pick that up bad. on Wednesday. Uh, Cyclotron coming soon on that. Uh, also, really quickly, uh, the For the Win team was on the NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt uh, this last past week. Uh, very cool. They did talk about the Power Rangers uh, thing that they put together. They didn't mention the Ghostbusters, but it is worth mentioning because, you know, Jesse Wilson and, and those guys that were here on our show. Uh, a few months back, go, go check it out in the archives. Um, they're just doing some really great stuff, making some kids happy. Yeah. And I love that they're getting the attention and the notoriety because I, I would imagine that means they're getting the funding that they need to continue to do more. And, yeah. uh, that's, it's just, it's really heartwarming to see it at making the rounds. I mean, especially with Brayden on Ghostbusters day, that still seems to be kind of gradually perpetuating through the, the internet social media ranks, which is nice. Yeah. It's at a real high watermark for, um, uh uh for this sort of thing uh, yeah get, getting kids out there and you know getting them you know immersed in the, the this thing they love yeah it's it's really great so if you haven't already watched the trailer uh it's it's like a short film it's not even a trailer but go check that out uh for the win and search for brayden's day as a ghostbuster it's 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 out there again readily available like those earwolf podcasts but uh check check it out Okay, Chris. Uh, this is this is tough. We're gonna be getting into some some bittersweet uh, territory here. Um, mm. It's it's tough tough to be talking about some of this. Uh, again, it's never easy to talk about when we lose somebody that we've kind of grown up with and and seen in these films and TV shows uh, that we've come to know and love so much. But um, so yes, it is. It's with heavy heart that we uh, convey to you, if you have not heard already, that uh, one of the twins that played Oscar in Ghostbusters to Hank Deutschendorf has passed away at the age of 28. Uh, he fought fought a long, hard battle, which we're going to get into in a second here. But uh, we we wanted to bring a, a guest on to the show to sort of chat through this with us. So we've got uh, Matt Provencal. 
uh, from Ottawa. You've heard him here on 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 the cross rip. You've heard him on Yes Have Some. Uh, he's a longtime ghost head, and he's he's a he's he's a very familiar voice out there. But if if you were across the streams radio listener, uh, he's no stranger to you, and that's what we're going to be talking to. So let's let's bring on uh, Matt here. Hello. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, to talk about uh, Hank Deutschendorf, uh, man, uh, very very sad news, um, and I, I think it's, I mean, it it's it sucks that we we've got you on the show to talk about something sad, but it also is a happy memory yeah. for you, right? I mean, this is uh, maybe tell us tell us how you interacted with him back on Cross the Streams Radio. How did that come to pass? Yeah, um, well, uh, Cross the Streams back in the day was pretty crude and we would like to get together, me and Brendan, and just, you know, joke around and have have some good times and um, and just send some emails and see who would answer. And uh, Brendan was excellent at that. He was a great he's a, still is a great wrangler of talent. And he uh, he managed to um, through Robin Shelby, uh, of course, uh, she was one of our earliest guests on cross the streams. And, um, she, um, I think got us in touch with their contact and, and he also, Brendan found them. And then, um, it just started as a kind of like a really organic open conversation. Like, Hey, let's see if they would, if they'll bite. And, sure. um, they, they immediately messaged us and was like, absolutely. Like we would love to talk <laughs> and we were taken aback and we're like, Whoa, this is awesome. We get to talk to, baby Oscar or baby Oscars. So, right. And, um, yeah. and I'm pretty confident that, um, that was probably their first ever like ghostbuster related interview period. Uh, I don't huh. think there is, was ever one around that, that had existed before that. And he, uh, Hank and will, uh, agreed to a round table discussion. And, um, I just remember that, uh, I had to record, the intro and the outro to cross the streams. And I believe I actually sat in on the round table. I just didn't say anything. I was just listening. <laughs> <laughs> so actually I, I'm pretty confident I was edited out of the round table just cause I didn't say oh, anything. That's funny. Just cause I, was, I was just listening. Cause it was so funny. And then after we stopped recording, that's when we started to really connect and Hank and will would shoot us updates all the time. They would share like some of the memes we would make on our Facebook page. And they, they thought it was, it was hysterical. They, they, they were, so taken aback that there were so many fandoms and there were so many people like obsessed with ghostbusters that would either try to communicate with them or, or add them on Facebook. And <laughs> it would go from like, Hey, the, I'm like a, a casual fan or, Hey, you're awesome to, um, I think Robin Shelby can also attest to this, uh, to more obsessive fan levels. And, <laughs> and, uh, yes. yeah, they were like, but they knew how to handle it because they also, you know, were pretty keen on, you know, social media and keeping up to date with things. And uh, they were easily uh, able to troll anyone back. So that's what I thought was hilarious <laughs> about them because they didn't they never took acting seriously at all. They wanted to um, embark on their martial arts journey together, which is was so inspiring to see the two brothers together um, um and and giving back to their community and and really sharing their passion of yeah. martial arts and 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 building that strength uh, together and that that was really apparent in the interview where um as much as we we were joking about what things were like uh back in 89 and uh the uh, Deutschendorf family how they were able to get 
uh, Hank and Will on the set and how to uh, how they were actually um, able to become members of SAG uh, is actually pretty <laughs> fun. Um, it's actually uh, it was really I just got to listen to it, um, re-listen to the interview. Um, uh, I mean, Jason uh, Fitzsimmons from GhostbustersNews.com. Uh, he was also on the roundtable discussion as uh, Cross Streams was uh, being hosted through them back in the day. Right, and yeah. uh, and Jason got to ask some really great questions. Um, Sam Swope, um, another uh, member of uh, Ghostbusters fans, and uh, and uh, was also a contributor and co-host to Cross the Streams back then, and uh, got to say some really funny jokes and kind of explain. Uh, kind of some of the adventures that uh, he was embarking in and what uh, me and Brendan were planning on um, uh, doing like a wizard world tour uh, with cross streams back then. And so it was just, it was really a crazy time because um, when we were podcasting, we never thought we would get to that level. We, we were just like, Hey, let's get two, two guys hanging out and just maybe drink some beers and, and talk about ghostbusters and see who would listen. And uh, within the first, first year or two we ended up getting dan Aykroyd and ernie hudson right out of the gate and then robin shelby joined and she was the like beacon of optimism and and community and and yeah. just a amazing person and uh i still have to this day um uh, signed uh a photograph of her um uh of her um i guess profile from ghostbusters 2 going into the suit and it says, uh, Matt, thank you so much for having me on the show. And it's like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, show. Like, that was yeah. like, blowing my mind. I, I still get taken aback when people talk to me on Facebook or through GB fans groups. And even Craig and Abby, like, they're like, yeah, Matt, we know. We listened to all the episodes. I'm like, you did? <laughs> we had listeners? Oh, my God. This is crazy. Oh, yeah, you so, certainly um, did. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool. And having uh, Hank and Will for, I'm, I'm pretty confident with, for the like 40, 45 minutes we had them on the show really opening about, um, what it was like to, um, uh, to deal with this ghostbuster universe and how, um, it was like, uh, behind the scenes, like stories that, uh, their dad or their, their family members would tell them about how things were back in 88, 89 when they were shooting. Cause they were shooting in LA, uh, their scenes. Um, and Robin was part of the ILM crew. Right. So, um, so they weren't, they weren't together in the production process. Yeah. Robin was up in San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The two separate worlds, but cross streams ended up becoming a bridge where we got to share stories about that. So Robin got to really open up and, and it's always awesome to hear her on, um, on all the other podcasts and sharing her stories and being, giving a sense of community. But it was also fantastic to not only have Hank and Will, for the first time share their opinions about the ghostbusters world and how they are now and and just joking and having a great time together yeah. you can clearly tell like the two brothers were they were just inseparable they 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 shared a lot of the um you know triumphs of of working together as um, a martial arts duo and and um just giving back to their community and that that was their main focus in life that was that was just really touching that i always saw on facebook and connect with them back and forth on their updates and seeing how you know the baby oscars were having kids themselves <laughs> and and getting married and you're just sitting back and you're like my god like these guys are like they they, they kind of all connected and and it was just they were very welcoming and and hank especially he was 
to me, it was just such a shock to hear the the sad news because on the outside, you know, things were presumably all right, but yeah, I had no idea, knew, right? Right, and I mean, like Will knew for a very long time, as well as you know, intermediate family, and um, I mean, it's just the the seriousness of of how mental illness can affect someone so deeply uh, on the inside that um, that there's so many other millions of people going through those same things every waking yeah. moment. Uh, I mean, it just, it, it, you need to pause for a moment and go, okay, we need to do something about this. We need to, we need to change this. We need to, you know, do some sort of rallying with the community of this outpour of love and support to, uh, to make some serious change. And um, listening to uh, the old cross the streams episode, which uh, fortunately I had archived um, on an old, old hard drive, and listening to Hank talk and just being very silly and joking with us uh, just really shows how how fun they he was with with Will and that they without hesitation just um, you know would be there with him uh, to share anything uh, that they wanted to do and um, it was a pleasure uh, having something that me and Brendan got together as what started as a lark and or just getting getting silly on the weekends uh for our own passions actually have them two together and and share something that um i think ghostbuster fans will really appreciate yeah um, and uh and just listen to um their uh their stories and listen to what they what they had to say uh, i mean they they were very welcoming to a lot of the ghostbuster communities and they were they were they were, they were, they were they, i think they really saw the hilariousness in it yeah they could have been embarrassed by it they could have been uh you know we were babies what what control did we have guys leave us alone you know uh but they could very well have been very distant they could have resented people you know because it's like oh my god you know how embarrassing but no they they fully embraced it they saw the silliness and in behind the scenes of of hollywood back in the late 80s and and they just kind of you know embraced it they they love the fact that People knew them from those movies. They know the the positivity of of Ghostbusters Two kind of is a an overarching uh, story, a plot obviously uh, with uh, you know sharing love and positivity and brotherhood. So um, I, it was just great to hear from their perspective and that they didn't take it too seriously and they wanted to um, continue with their martial arts uh, uh, careers and it was great. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's do this, Matt, because you've been kind enough and, and Brendan and, and the cross the streams guys all said it was okay to, uh, to play, uh, that, that interview, that round table that you guys did. Um, so, so let's do, let's do this because William wrote an incredibly touching, uh, passage that they did put onto their, uh, their crowdfunder that they've got rolling, uh, in, in Hank's name. So I thought we would, I'll, I'll read what he wrote about his brother here. And then also talk to you guys about how you can help, how you can contribute to this because they are looking to, they've got a $1 million goal, which, uh, is, is, uh, they're going to need a lot of help to get that goal. So, um, so here's what we'll do. I'll read what William wrote about his brother, Hank, uh, and then Matt, maybe then you can set the stage, uh, kind of tell us, you know, where, where you were, uh, during this conversation and, and set it all up and, uh, we'll, we'll play that archival from, from across the stream. So, uh, here is what William wrote on the website. It is with great sadness that I announced the passing of my twin brother, Hank 
On Wednesday, June 14th, 2017, Henry John Deutschendorf II lost his battle with schizoaffective disorder. Many people do not know much about Hank. Some knew him as Baby Oscar in Ghostbusters 2 or as John Denver's nephew. Others knew him as a brother, a son, a martial artist, teacher, uncle, or a friend. What people do not know about Hank was that he suffered from schizoaffective disorder. It is a chronic mental health condition, which is a combination of bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. He experienced hallucinations, delusions, depression, and mania. It is a very severe mental illness that usually requires a lifetime of treatment. It is not well studied, so the treatment is largely an estimation based on schizophrenia and bipolar treatments. Hank was diagnosed in August of 2008. If you knew Hank before his diagnosis, you knew a young man who was upbeat, healthy, witty, kind, outgoing, and was always ready to stand up for people. Medication curbed the delusions, but it did not stop the voices. The side effects of the med medication took a toll on Hank. He felt like a zombie. He lost his personality. He gained weight quickly. He slept for 12 hours a day, and he had to use all of his willpower just to lift his hand to drink a cup of water. My brother was left with a band-aid for a gunshot wound. Hank fought for his life every day. Since his diagnosis, he tried everything to alleviate the symptoms. In his daily life, he used supplements, medications, strict dietary plans, and exercise regimens. His daily disciplines weren't enough to allow him to live the life he wanted to live. Other things he tried, to no avail, were homeopathic medicine, herbs, water fasting, acupuncture, aromatherapy, chakra cleansing, affirmations, magic bath salts, CBD, prayer, voodoo, magic spells, parasite cleanses, and more. By the end, he had 25 voices, all with different personalities and opinions, but mostly agreeing that they did not like Hank. Hank would have good days and bad days. It didn't take, or he didn't take a real sick day for the past nine years that I can remember. Sometimes he would lie and say that he was sick because he felt guilty, but I knew he just couldn't stand another day on the mat with his voices. He never took a real vacation other than a few trips with his loving girlfriend, and any day that he stayed home was because of his voices and his delusions. Sometimes he stayed home because he was manic and he couldn't sleep. Other times he was so depressed that he couldn't leave his home. Despite all of this, Hank thrived. Our school hit 150, 175, 190 active students over the years. He said he had cognitive problems, but he could still think things through better than me. He trained in multiple styles of martial arts. He earned his third and fourth degree black belt in Kempo. He bought his own condo, he found the love of his life, and for Hank, it was quality over quantity. But on June 14th, Hank lost his battle with schizophrenia. Our parents will always remember him as a loving son. His family will remember him as someone who, always, who was always there when they needed him. His nieces and nephews will remember him as the funnest uncle who was always ready to play. His close friends will remember how he always helped them, looked for the silver lining. His students will remember him as a mentor in martial arts and in life. And his girlfriend will remember him as someone who made her feel like the most important person in the world. I will remember him as my best friend, my partner, my brother, and the bravest man that I have ever known. So then William goes on to talk about, he will be posting about the memorial service. They're going to post a date. Um, but it's very important to them to immediately spread awareness about schizophrenia, bipolar, and suicide prevention because 
Uh, if it has not become clear, he did take his own life. We won't go into the details of it. Th- those should be private, and I know that some news outlets have reported on that, but we, we won't talk about that here. But here's what you can do to help them and Brandon Behavior Research Foundation. Uh, they have set up a website, which we're going to post in our show notes. We're going to post on uh, Proton Charging, which is already up there, uh, Ghostbusters HQ, already up there as well. Uh, hit that link, donate a couple bucks, uh, donate more if you have the means, um, because what they're doing at Brain and Behavior Research Foundation is they are funding grants to scientists around the world to, to, to study this disorder uh, for all of the people that are suffering just like, like Hank was. Um, and it's... You know, it's it's a Nobel Prize winning foundation. Uh, this is a very reputable uh, operation that they've got going, and it seems like they need help because this is just something that's new to us. They haven't done a whole lot of study on it. So, uh, hit up that website, please help them out. If you want to remember uh, Hank, if you want to show that you're a fan of Ghostbusters, uh, as Matt was saying, if you uh, if if you've interacted with them over the years, if you posted memes with them or or had any interactions with them, uh, it, send send a, a few dollars uh, to this foundation's way in in Hank's memory, uh, in those memories of of what you guys have shared together. Um, but so what we're gonna do, uh, as promised, uh, Matt, maybe just tell me, uh, were you guys? Was this a remote? Were you all in the same room for this? Were you skyping in? Where where was everybody for this roundtable conversation? You got it. Um, across the streams, this um, this recording is from 2012, early 2012. And um, how we ran things was basically through Skype conversation so that we can be um, all in one place, I guess, just vocally. Um, Brendan and I were in Ottawa. Uh, Sam was in, um, I believe, close to Pennsylvania. And um, uh, Robin was obviously in California. Same thing right. with uh, with Will and Hank. And so we all got together for a roundtable discussion. Uh, Jason, sorry, uh, had Skyped in. Uh, Jason from um, uh, GhostbustersNews.com. Uh, he had uh, Skyped in uh, from Toronto. Um, and uh, we all got together. And um, we... Um, decided that uh yeah we would all get together and just kind of share some stories and just listening to the um uh just listening to the um recording again just really um hammers home on how i remember uh hank um yeah. how he was great um and um and yeah it was just re-listening to it again and just have much have much fun everyone was having and and listening to that information it was um it was just great, and um, is one of the probably the best interviews or roundtables um, uh, we ever recorded. I mean, we had Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd and Robin Shelby share many stories. Um, the IDW team, but the one that I always like to share the most was, "Hey, you guys want to listen to Baby Oscar from Ghostbusters <laughs> 2? Well, two of them at the same time, and people would just stop and go, "Are you what? what? Yeah, are you serious?" and uh, yeah, Hank and uh, and Will uh, just have a great time and sharing jokes and and silly anecdotes and just um, really uh, touching base. And I just want to applaud uh, uh, Brendan, obviously uh, Brendan Merton's uh, excellent questions to keep the conversation going. Uh, Jason Fitzsimmons throwing in some great jokes. Same thing with Sam Swope and Robin Shelby sharing her stories as well. And um, it's a an interview that I fondly fondly remember, and I'm so happy I was able to uh, find it again and uh, and share it with. Hello, all you radio fans. This is Matt Prov here. We're listening to Cross the Streams Radio, episode number 21. And of course, 
On this episode of Cross the Streams Radio, we got Brendan will be hosting the roundtable with three very special guests from the film Ghostbusters 2. Stay tuned. Listen, that reminds me. You're listening to Cross the Streams Radio. Grab your stick. We've got a special roundtable here. I have at my side Jason, the guy that runs GhostbustersNews.com. I'm Sam. This is Robin Shelby Slimer from Ghostbusters 2. And this is Hank Detchendorf, Baby Oscar from Ghostbusters 2. And also Will Detchendorf, Baby Oscar from Ghostbusters 2. All right, let's just get this one out of the way. What you're doing now, how, how did you guys get into martial arts? Yeah, uh, Will, you want to tell the story? Yeah, we are heavily into it. You could call it an addiction there, Brendan. Um, <laughs> what really happened was, help. you know, we... Uh, there was this big martial arts corporation, and they're like the McDonald's of martial arts. And we actually got involved because they market so heavily that uh, I filled out a lead box kind of thing where it's like, you know, enter to win. And you think you were winning a free month or something. But actually, you know, they just call back anybody to try and get names to get into the school. And so my first martial arts experience was going into this giant uh, martial arts organization, which I won't name because I don't want any negativity or anything. Yes, like the- yeah. Oh, good job, Sorry. baby Oscar. But uh, yeah, so we started out there and, you know, we went from training at 13 years old to uh, teaching there and eventually like 15 or so, you know, then... running the school at age 17, 18. We even, you know, tried to run a couple other schools when instructors were out of uh, town or something like that for them. But eventually we just gave it up and decided that we didn't like their business practices. So we wanted to open up our own martial arts school. And we left with a couple other guys who, who aren't really around as much anymore. <laughs> yeah. but that's okay. That's okay. We're keeping the dream alive. We're keeping the dream alive. So how old were you guys when you started the West Coast Martial Arts Academy? 19 years old. 19 or so. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Dakota Kai. Yeah. So uh, where is it? Where is is your school, actually? We're in uh, San Diego. We're in North County. It's uh, Forest Ranch. Rancho Bernardo area. But yeah, we're, you know, so we're in San Diego area. The nice thing about our school is most schools are located in... uh, like these tiny retail spots, you know? Like if you've ever gone to a supermarket, you'll see like karate or whatever, something, or taekwondo, something like that. And we uh, we went to a business park and we leased a, a business park building. So instead of being like a thousand square feet, which is like tiny, it's 5,000 square feet. So it's, it's just this huge space. It's almost like a, a fitness club, which is really cool. So I mean, um, and because it's in a business park, it's it's way cheaper for the square footage for uh, for being here. It's like a dollar a square foot instead of Four bucks a square foot, something, yeah, or something yeah. like that. So, did you guys have to, <laughs> did you guys uh, use any of your Ghostbusters two money to open up the school? Or man, I wish. <laughs> as far as I, our parents, I didn't even know we got money until we were like when we were like seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, you know, right like, before DVDs came out, they were like, you know, they were getting fifty dollar checks quarterly. Our parents from SAG. Were, yeah, SAG checks. So they were like, oh, you know, well now that you know the money's going down and we don't really need it as much anymore. Back then they were hurting more, so it made sense. But they're like, yeah, we'll give you the. The checks now and then it was like bam dvds came out we were making like a thousand dollars you know like 16 <laughs> yeah for like kids two, for like two quarters we were making like big money and now it's like back down like 200 dollars every a quarter which is still awesome but i mean but yeah it wasn't really enough to help us start the school it definitely gets us by you know since it's yeah. not exactly a big money maker so martial I, arts yeah. i look for you know i'm look at the end of the quarter i look for that check yeah. <laughs> helps me pay for the pizza but uh yeah <laughs> 
pizza and the drinks. Didn't really help out too much. Now, do you guys ever get recognized at your school? It'll be the um, it'll be Ghostbusters two or John Denver's nephews. That'll be like one of the two things that'll happen. No, well, can, can, you, can you guys confirm that you actually John Denver's nephews? Because I've read that on the yeah, internet, yeah. but I didn't. Yeah, know. yeah. our dad's oh. uh, his brother. Oh. They, you know, he changed his name to Denver because for a stage name, Detchenorf is just not. Uh, we don't even go by Detchenorf. You know, usually you would use your last name as a teacher, but we just go by Mr. Will and Mr. Hank because Mr. Detchenorf. Plus, there's two of us, so that's confusing. Yeah, and it doesn't sound as as angry. Will and yeah. Hank. That's that's a strong American name there. Yeah, there you go. It's very sharp, very to the edge, to the point. That's right. Students reckon I'd say like maybe every month or two, you know, we'll have someone walk up and be like, "Hey, we were watching TV the other night and we were watching the credits." Or another student will tell them. So yeah, it comes up every one now time. And then. One of our students said that they were watching Ghostbusters two and they didn't know we were in it and they were like practicing their martial arts and then they were watching the credits while they were doing it and we came on. And they were all freaked out because they said it was like, you know, their teachers were watching them while they were practicing, even though they weren't around. It was like weird shit like that, yeah. you know? So, it was just, you know, just funny little things. Now, has it ever gotten too much? Have you ever just like had to, had like a bad encounter with someone? Yeah. Will. Yeah. I had a bad encounter once, <laughs> you know, and I would, I wish I, I wish I could remember Rish? her name. I wish, I really wish I could remember her name. You're, you're um, regressing. <laughs> I am regressing. You know, when I get angry, I regress. But anyway. I was, you know, I friend people all the time on Facebook. They send us little messages saying, hey, you know, we were watching the movie. I don't know if they're like being, you know, just trying to make it sound like it was just this random thing that happened. But they're like, we we're watching the movie. <laughs> and, you know, we thought, I wonder what happened to those guys. And we we're looking it up and we found you. You know, will you be our friend on Facebook? So I'm like, yeah, sure. What the hell? You know, who cares? It's just another friend on Facebook. Well, it's cool about that if you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, Hank I, isn't. Hank is I very just, selective. You know, I got like a hundred friend requests every once in a while. And like, everyone, an, I'll go through and like friend everyone, but I'm not like, I don't prioritize it, I guess. There's but, an yeah, interview process to get on Hank's <laughs> friends list. So if you want to audition. Single, you know, between the ages of 18 and 24. Uh, female is always good. <laughs> so this girl, uh, this girl contacts me and she's like, oh, I loved you and your brother in Ghostbusters too. I loved your acting, which is already a weird thing to say, but not the weirdest thing that anyone's ever said to me on Facebook about it. So I'm like, okay. Like, you know, asking me all these questions and I, you know, I friend her and I respond and I'm trying to be as nice as I can because I'm like, hey, what the hell? If it makes them happy, you know, more power to you. But uh, then she responds back and she's like, oh, you know, I was just joking. I hated Ghostbusters 2. You and your brother were the worst actors we've ever seen. You know, my boyfriend was supposed to be in that movie and you stole the part from him. And uh, the joke's on you, even though your acting career is washed up. Now he's going to be an extra in the new Muppet movie. And I was like, whoa, you know, I was like, I thought I was being the friendly guy and I just got bashed, you know, by someone I thought, you know, was just a friendly fan. So, of course, you know, I sent a hateful email back to her and I had everyone I know spam her. Now, you said that wasn't the worst. Like, is there is there like a worst like an encounter that you guys have had? Like, Not a like, worst like, encounter, but people will just ask weird questions like, you know, um, well, what's the weirdest and they'll, thing? they'll be relentlessly, um, they'll, you know, I'll have people relentlessly message me. I, I mean, it's not like bad stuff, just like, hey, how you doing? Hey, Karate Kid, or, you know, hey, like any, like anything they can say to like get me to like, you know, it's like they want to be my friend and Will's all into that. Like if we hit it off and, you know, we're chill, it's great. But otherwise, I, I don't know. I mean, I got shit to do and I can't talk to like everybody in the world. So did you guys like, even though you were, you were young, like very young, did you guys actually, like did your parents take you to the premiere of like Ghostbusters 2 or? Was it just like you shot it it's, and then you got your residuals? You know what? I, I think that's pretty much what happened. I don't remember them ever saying that. They, they did take us as far as I know because there's a picture in our house of like... Oh, yeah, that's true. Us as babies in tuxedos, you know? Yeah, but like, yeah. We're all dressed up. <laughs> How cute. We can send you guys the picture if you want. We'll scan it or something. Yeah, sure. That is cool. So, Will and Hank, what did, did you do anything after Ghostbusters 2? Or was that pretty much your what you did for... 
as, as being actors. With our uncle, like uh, we were saying earlier, our, our uncle John, John Denver, he didn't really like the idea of us being baby actors. You know, gotcha. he had experience in the entertainment industry and he'd seen what happened to kids when you keep them in that industry. Corey Feldman. Yeah. So he, he <laughs> even though, you know, I would have probably enjoyed it, I'm sure, you know, the money would have been great. But he's always good. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he just didn't think it was a good idea to leave us in there, you know. And he talked to our dad about it long enough where he finally can just change his mind. So, yeah, there was never even an option for us to go on into any other movies or anything like that. It was always going to be a one-shot deal. What about when you guys were older? Did any like, did you guys think like maybe in your early teens, like, oh, we should, you know, we could get back into that? Or you know, I was a pretty awkward kid, so not really. <laughs> I, I the idea of going and like doing anything like that would have scared the people, heck out of me. Yeah. I mean, I've changed a lot since like we started this business, and me and Hank have really changed a lot. I guess yeah. back then, no, I would never, I wouldn't even wanted to been in front of a situation like that. It would have scared the hell out of me. How do you guys feel about uh, the rumors for Ghostbusters three? They're bringing back Oscar to the ranks. I, I say bring me back as Oscar. Man. <laughs> yeah. I would love to do something like that. I can act. I act all day long. Teach your kids. No, nothing like teaching you interested, six year olds. You yeah. act like you care. You act, <laughs> you act surprised. You act like you care when a five year old tells you a secret. You know, I mean, it's like stuff like that. So I, I think it would be cool to bring him back, even if it's not, you know, it's us. Now you got to bring back Oscar. Bring us in. We'll and be we doing can, stunts. Yeah, we could do stunts. We could fight ghosts. There could be. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. Zombies? Punch I don't know. <laughs> they have to be a zombie angle or something tangible, but yeah. I, don't know. I think it's cool, though. I, I love the idea of there being a Ghostbusters 3, if only because people will go back and watch Ghostbusters 2 after that. You know? <laughs> they will just bring us back around, if nothing else. So, yeah, do you guys, so you guys get money from Ghostbusters 2? Yeah. Yeah, oh, technically. Yeah. We did uh, stunts. And uh, if, stunt baby. if you want to be in SAG, you have to either be on camera for a certain amount of time, I forget how long, or do stunts. And somehow my dad, because he's he's a very abrasive personality, and he convinced he's cutthroat. Yeah, he's cutthroat. And he convinced everyone that we were doing stunts in the movie, so that we deserve to uh, be a member of SAG and basically get residuals for the rest of our life. And so that's how it went down. Awesome, awesome. good for you guys. So you guys were fans of the Ghostbuster franchise, like yourself, like just outside the movies, like you you well, enjoyed like, well, the, the cartoons up, and everything. Not really as kids. I mean. I was pretty turned off on it because, like, you know, like elementary school, people were like, oh, you're in Ghostbusters 2, like, like random kids. And I was like, what does that mean? I, you know, I was like, <laughs> I couldn't even, like, comprehend it, really. And I was like, I just want to play basketball. Leave me alone. But, um, you know, so I kind of, like, I had a real love-hate relationship with it for a while. Oh, and like I said, I was a pretty awkward kid. So any attention brought to me, like, just made me more uncomfortable. So, yeah, I, I never really worked out well with the other kids and... <laughs> with anything? Yeah, with anything, really. We never, I couldn't get into Ghostbusters because of that. I mean, me, I I could still watch the movie and like quote every line because my parents had made us watch it. It's drilled into my oh, brain like, oh, a, oh, like oh, a Nazi that. camp video, you know. And just <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with the movie. I just, I mean, I still think it's a great movie. It is a good movie. I mean, yeah. the comedy in it's great and the special effects, the scene. No, are, are, are you guys able to, are you guys able to rewatch Ghostbusters 2 and be like, oh, that's Will. That's Hank. That's Will. You know, sometimes not not really though. I mean, we were still pretty young then. If you if we watched like the the picture of us in the tuxedos, you can tell that I kind of had this alien head thing going on, and Hank kind of really has big more of a skull. Circle, and, yeah, yeah, like uh, his chin's just like tiny. Like and, I'm a Neanderthal baby or something. So we can tell better than that. <laughs> but I can't really tell watching the movie. I don't know. Can you tell him? No, nah, not really. Our parents say they can, but I don't know if that's true. I think it's a lie. I think they mixed us up at birth, and I really will. And he's Hank. 
Wow. Yeah, I never thought about that. They're living a lot. They're, they're not very organized, so I'm kind of. Yeah. Makes you wonder. <laughs> well, I was curious where you talked about uh, Ghostbuster quotes earlier. Growing up in uh, you know middle school, high school, did you have like any jackasses that kept going up to you and saying, you know, you're short, your belly button sticks out too far, stuff like that? No, but I get that all the time with the Facebook messages. <laughs> yeah. So that would be one of those weirder things that I guess, <laughs> I guess that is like kind of on the borderline. The other one is, how's Bill Murray doing? This guy keeps asking. <laughs> like I'm in a special relationship with Bill Murray. Our dad saw Dan Aykroyd, you know, like two years ago. But yeah, that's yeah. That's the most interaction we've really had with the original cast. I don't think they really care about us. <laughs> Just the forgotten. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you guys think about the community, like the online community? I'm surprised there's such a huge community. Frankly, what is there? There's so many websites and everything. You know, you see all the time. I didn't even think it was that big a deal when we were kids, but when you grow up and you have a bunch of people trying to Facebook you and be your friend, you realize that it was really popular. It's great. I mean, uh, gives people a way to connect over something and build relationships, which is always good. The one question I want to ask you guys are, do you have twin powers? No, not even close. No? In fact, two weeks ago, I thought there was something seriously wrong with <laughs> I thought there was something seriously wrong with Hank. I actually left my house and uh, was driving down to the, the freeway, you know, looking for his car because his phone was a... It turned out our phone just for our work. <laughs> yeah. I was at home, you know, chill. Yeah, it was perfectly fine. So not only do we not have twin powers, we have, like, less than twin powers. Like, I couldn't even, like, not even on a hunch. <laughs> I, no, wait, no, yes, no, you know. Every once in a while we can, like, say the same thing at the same time, but, you know. It's more of a jinx. It's almost like being around each other too much. Yeah. The uh, most recently, actually, Mattel released their, their Vigo, the Carpathian figure that has kind of a double-sided painting, one side being Vigo, the other side being the four <laughs> Ghostbusters, and little baby Oscar. Did you get any I've, checks for that? For your little baby face? We don't know. We didn't get anything yeah, from you that. know what? Super licenses, for, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, he was, like, legitly into the Vigo action figure, and it was, I by the end, shit, I wanted to buy it, you know? I was like, man, that's a cool toy right there. But no, we didn't get anything from that. I, and I was even wondering, wow, you, you'd think that if they were releasing that picture, you know, that's supposed to be at the end of the movie with the baby in it, you, we would get something. But I guess, no, they own the rights to everything. Our yeah, image or we're not, man. You, you should contact Maddie and be like, we're contemplating a legal dispute. <laughs> like, but then they'll throw you under the bus. They'll be like, which one is that? Hank or Will? Yeah, we won't give Will any money because he was a stunt baby. <laughs> Oh, great. There was that Ghostbusters so, game now, right? Yeah, the and Ghostbusters game. You can actually hear our name. Vigo oh, yeah, says yeah. Our, his full name, and the end of it's Detch. Oh, you guys know. Have you guys heard that one? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew about that one. Yeah, Vigo's last name is something, something. Yeah, and if you stand in front of the painting, you know, he'll he'll talk to you after a while and he'll say his whole name out loud. I thought that was a pretty cool addition to the game. Well, wasn't it also in the Ghostbusters 2, the movie, where, like, they look it up on the computer and it shows Yeah, yeah. You know, the reason why they did that was because our dad was such a pain in the ass. So they associated with pure evil, and it was only natural, you know, just a natural move to make it the last name of Vigo. Hank and Will, like, would you guys ever do, like, a convention? Would you guys ever do that? Like have a booth and like just sign baby photos. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, there was one time I forget some guy was trying to get us to go somewhere. He even offered to pay for our hotel and everything. Oh wow! Hank didn't want to go, 
You know, because apparently he's the stiff on the whole. I didn't want to go with that. Way to be a party pooper, Hank. Thanks, Hank. Exactly. You're I everybody's love Ghostbusters weekend. fans. I'm friending Ghostbusters fans fans right now. I think I got a little bit um a little Except too big headed on it, you know, because I was like, hey, well, you know, we'll charge ten dollars, you know, for autograph and. <laughs> I was trying to get my fiance along for the ride. Like, hey, will you pay for her room too? <laughs> and he came back and he was like, yeah, you know, uh, we overspent the budget this time around. So, now, Hank and Will, would you guys ever get like a, a GB tattoo or anything? Oh, man. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Who's some of your guys' favorite uh, like karate, karate guys to watch? Because I'm sure there's they're out there who's good who's oh. not who you can tell is faking and you know bruce lee would yeah be the, bruce lee is the first one bruce I mean, lee is the one who got me like really into martial arts when i was a teenager and or at least made me stick with it instead of just thinking it was all um bs or didn't work <laughs> so you, you guys, know jet lee jackie chan they're all good what about I mean, really so you guys anyone, like chuck norris i have you seen chuck norris he still does those commercials for that total bodybuilder thing he's like 70 years old he looks like he's you know 35 still or 30. how do you guys feel about like every state basically has a chapter like there's the, the southern california ghostbusters there's uh you know steel city ghostbusters long island ghostbusters like every state has a chapter like alabama louisiana like how do you guys feel about that like is that too too much is it ever like do you guys ever see I, something is it ever too much <laughs> you know what brendan i think it's great that there's that many sects that are into ghostbusters 2 and ghostbusters 1 i you know what the more the merrier let's you know what let's get together next week we're all going to get together the sand the whole Southern California sect. We're just gonna go party. You know, meet meet at um. We'll meet at Jimbo's in Forest Ranch. We'll make it. A, we'll make it a, our own little convention. I don't know. No, I was just kind of curious when it came to uh, your family. Um, you know, anybody that you know knew you when you worked on uh, the Ghostbuster Two film. If uh, there was ever any stories about Wilhelm, or sorry, Wilhelm, it's pronounced the guy that played Beagle, because apparently he was a pretty big uh, prick and dick on the set. Divas. So I was just kind of curious if uh, you know there was ever any reports of baby droppings or anything like that. The only thing that uh, we ever heard that my dad ever say, you know, our dad is already kind of a dick anyway. <laughs> yes, it was, the only thing he said was people. that guy didn't need any makeup. He looked like that. <laughs> that was the only thing he said. He didn't. He just showed up to the set and got on. You know, he didn't need nothing. That was that's the only story I remember. Do you remember anything? No, that's all I remember too. So take it or leave it. It was a mean old... I mean, if you look like that, you'd be pissed off too, right? <laughs> I mean, the only reason they brought you on to the movie because you look like a freak. Right? <laughs> I could see him being a little upset in this trailer, looking at himself in the mirror. Really? I didn't even know that. Well, you guys were at the premiere, don't you remember? Yeah, yeah I don't even remember <laughs> Yeah, come himself. on. You guys wore those sweet tuxedos. People are looking at me like, dance, monkey. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, but thank, yeah. thanks so much. I hope you, I hope you guys didn't mind that we were too white and nerdy with you. Or... Oh, Dude, we're nerds too. You had a great time. It was fun. Well, you guys just nerds with them. Just one of the Asian nerds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way just, it goes. Just, just anime nerds. Just nerds with the Eastern civilization. Yeah, what are you guys like better, the <laughs> East or the West? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> East. You got to... I love the East. Brandon, Thanks, Brendan. We appreciate Jason. it. And Jason, we appreciate yeah. you guys having us on. And it was fun getting to talk about all that stuff. And you guys seem like fun guys. So. Oh, thank you. Thanks again, guys. And peace out.
sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. YouTube. And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Go Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, so there it was from from years past the. Uh, oh boy, cross cross the streams radio, man. Fond, fond memories listening to you guys. That was that was a lot of fun to uh, to revisit, and so uh, hope, hopefully a good fitting tribute for all of those uh, out there that have uh, hurting hearts because of of Hank's passing. But uh, uh, what? Just real quick, Matt. Before we're we're in our closing segment here, but you know what's what's one of your fondest memories? Maybe of of interactions that were not uh, on. On that that interview that we just listened to, uh, you know, with with the Deutschendorf twins, uh, maybe not yes. even Hanks specifically. What what's one of your favorite memories? Um, I think I think what was great was immediately after the interview, um, we kind of exchanged. We all exchanged like Facebook friend requests, and uh, and we all touched base across the board, and they would interact with our Facebook group, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, so every time we would uh, post like a really really immature meme of some kind some kind and seeing hank and will liking and sharing it onto their <laughs> timeline was probably the, probably the funniest thing i'd ever see and they would they'd message brendan and i and just to touch base and and uh, i remember sharing them some funny youtube videos of, of um of some comedy shorts uh that i'd seen uh, about like over-the-top martial arts instructors uh and uh they would say yeah this actually happens <laughs> like speaking from their uh, experiences oh, uh, martial arts teachers and and um, yeah, just seeing them grow up was insane for me. Um, Hank and Will would share great stories about how uh, their families were growing, how they would, um, uh, you know, get married or have kids themselves or have new relationships, and, and just keep everyone posted. And they were they were always welcoming with the community. So yeah, um, I when we found out this news, it was it hit me pretty hard because um, um, I know it took a lot for Will and the family to to do what they're doing now yeah. and um, and sharing that message and um, I'm just I want to I wanted to connect with with Brendan and to the rest of the uh, co-hosts across the streams uh, to to share this um, roundtable discussion just because that's how I remember Hank that's how I I uh, interacted with him for the very first time and uh, how uh, we all kind of became friends to just sit down and talk and, and be silly and, and kind of go from there. So yeah, Chris, did you ever? Uh, oh, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Yeah, that's it. I was just gonna. I was just gonna quickly add that. Um, just, I think having those moments and just shooting those messages back to them, emails, and saying, "Hey, are you free to do this?" and it kind of expecting like, "Oh, they don't have time for this," but them actually doing it uh, is 
you know, it just goes to show you if you if you commit to something you want to do, uh, do it. If I mean, sure, you might lose some sleep. The pain is temporary. Just just get it done. You you never know what you might end up out of it. And I mean, that's that's why uh, you guys probably do it. <laughs> this is why yeah. uh, you know, yes, have some podcasts is around, and uh, I love listening to to both shows and hearing everyone's discussions because we all share the same passions and we want to connect with with everyone worldwide. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what it's all about is connecting. Um, Chris, did you have you interacted with the twins at all? I I haven't had the pleasure of doing so. But no. Did you ever interview them for anything? I didn't, I never got to, unfortunately. Um, I kind of kicked it around a few times. Like honestly, part of the shock of the news, which um, at the time of this recording is less than twenty four hours old. Yeah, it's for very us. new. Uh, very new for us. Yeah. I was just last week kind of toying with the idea in my head of. The next time I'm down in LA, I should see if Troy and I could get down to where they are to not only talk to them directly, but I thought it'd be hilarious to actually like do a lesson with them. <laughs> yeah. and, um, you and I doing uh, karate. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, here we are. You know, that's that was less than a week ago, and then yeah. and you know, Hank's gone. So it's uh, uh, no, I, I'm deeply sad that I never got to talk to the to, together. Well, and it's it's one of those two that, and Matt, you may you kind of alluded to this earlier, but uh, the fact that the the actors that portrayed the baby in Ghostbusters two, you know, of all of the people that I anticipated us probably having to deal with the loss of, uh, you know, uh, all of the actors and all of the people that were the the creatives behind these uh, movies. Uh, they were the last ones that I would have expected, you know, that to see that Hank had passed away. Uh, it was, it was almost unbelievable to, to be completely honest. I thought, what I, when Matt, you actually were the first to tell me. And I thought that can't be, that's, it's gotta be some sort of terrible internet yeah. hoax, uh, that's going around. No, I, um, I, because of being friends with Will and Hank, um, um, my wife actually let me know all the, I was actually in the middle of editing a, a video project and, uh, she told me to, to look on Facebook immediately. And uh, oh, that's how I found out. And it was it was within, I want to say, like a minute of Will posting his public post. And I needed, my immediate reaction was just because I knew how close um, Will and Hank was to everybody in the GB community from previous conversations. And my gut reaction was, I have to tell, I have to tell my my friends what's going on, yeah. um, so that so that they know and they hear it from a proper source. I didn't want them to find out through, um, a, you know, some sort of third-party uh, paparazzi uh, um, blog article. Yeah, um, well, with and, the and wrong information. Yeah, they did. I mean, TMZ swooped in as fast as they could, and you know, the, the usual suspects uh, really right. picked up on it fast. But um, you know, luckily, I mean, my biggest fear was knowing. Knowing the cynicism towards Ghostbusters lately, I was worried that people were going to be unkind uh, towards this news. And and so far, for the most for the most part, uh, everybody's been you know uh, very very human about it and and very Absolutely. sympathetic, which is is nice to see. So um, so yeah, very very sad news. Again, we're going to post the link for you guys out there if you're listening to uh, contribute so that they can uh, continue this this study at the Brain and Behavior Research Foundation. Uh, to to donate something in Hank's name or or in Ghostbusters fandom's name, uh, I, I think that's a very worthy cause. But um, 
So, so at any rate, uh, a, a different uh, format for us here. Uh, Matt, really, really glad that you were able to join us here for, for this brief bit. And again, thank you and thanks to uh, Brandon and Jason and everybody at uh, the old Cross the Streams Radio for allowing us to re-air this. Uh, just just a, a very special treat, a, a very fitting tribute. So again, thanks, man. That This, this was really great. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And um, again, um, any any little bit where I can share the absolute fond memories that I had of Hank talking uh, uh, with with Will, um, I, I didn't want to hesitate and wanted to share it to everyone. So I, I hope you I hope you all had fun with uh, with it as much as I did re-listening to it. Yeah. Well, thank thanks again, sir. Uh so, uh, Chris, Matt, we're going to sign off for the week, but uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Uh, tune in. We will be uh, here, as we always are, with Ghostbusters news and commentary and thoughts. And, uh, again, please make sure to to donate to this fund. We'll take care, everybody. We'll talk next week. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. You could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.